So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like. Um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Hi guys, I know everyone says this on every YouTube channel, but please could you like and subscribe to 561 Music Podcast. It's a local music podcast and all we're trying to do is help local musicians get some exposure. So if you could like it, subscribe it, and uh, also hit the notifications button on the episode, we would really, really appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you could subscribe to the Spotify as well. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. Oh, are we rolling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Hector. How's it going, dude? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. You got a, a budding career as a comedian. Now, uh, not really. But okay. <laughs> but okay. That's why I do the podcast instead. <laughs> I can get yeah, the man. jokes in here, man. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, what what we've been doing, we uh, we played The Kilted Mermaid. We did play The Kilted Mermaid Friday. Yeah. And that was cool. That was That's always cool. It's always fun there. There's, I don't think I've ever played there and not had fun. So it's a, no, it's exactly. a cool place. It's a cool place. Huh? It's totally. And then um, it was the square grouper in the day, me and uh, James, mm -hmm. which I have literally zero memories of for some weird reason. It must have been because it was hot. No. Um, yeah, it was probably because it was hot. But you guys came to Patty Max that night and told me it was like super packed and crazy and fun. So Oh, cool. I, okay. I, so you had a good time. <laughs> okay, in well, case, you don't remember, but you had a good time. <laughs> I promise you. Excellent. And Patty Max was fun. There, yeah, there was a good crowd at Patty Max on yep. Saturday. It was a really good crowd. It like stayed late and everything. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was, it was great. And then I did a solo gig at Guanabanas, and I've managed to uh, get a few more from the rest of the year. So if yeah. you came to my solo gig um, on Sunday and you liked it, I'll be back. Yeah. I'm going to do a bunch of those, and uh, yeah, I'm getting better with my yeah. looper. I've been working working hard at that. And then I uh, I played last night. At Double Roads, with, that you did, uh, yeah, my Euphobia, man. my other band, with uh, Justin in the in the control room there. Yeah, that's one of the things we've been putting on with Sally, and um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that for like really quick second too, because I want to yeah. I want to push that. I mean, there was there was a crowd there last night, but it's we we could use more people coming out to those events. Um, yeah, the whole, you know, the whole point of that event, it's uh, it's the third and fourth Tuesdays, unless there's a fifth Tuesday, in which case it's the second the and fourth. Um, yeah, second and fourth, unless there's a fifth Tuesdays, and then it's the second, fourth, and fifth. But yeah. typically second and fourth Tuesdays of, of the month at uh, Double Roads and Jupiter. Um, all original band lineups. We were doing two bands. We're trying to do three bands now. Yeah. Um, you know, try to be consistent with that. Um, sometimes it's themed uh, like a reggae night or a um, female artist night, that type of thing. Hawaiian um, luau. No, yeah, never right, done no, one there's of never one of those, but we should do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, other times it's, you know, it's just a... a just a good mix of bands like last night you know we had dominic delaney who played a solo set 
Um, then Dominic play, came back and played a full band set. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And then Euphobia played after that, and then The Shake played after that. So it was fun, man. It was really fun. Last it night. sounds it, man. By the time I got out of here, I was like heading that way, and I was like, shall I do it? But I would have only yeah. seen the last 20 minutes of The Shake. I kind of. Yeah. So, um, you know, so that's the big thing is it's, there's plenty of cover bands, and, you know, I mean, we're, we're one of them, and, you know, and, and stuff. And so there's plenty of cover bands on the weekends, you know. Come out to Double Roads on on Tuesday nights and and help support the the local original music scene. So, yeah, exactly. We yeah. we Kilbillies did it actually. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We did it uh, the first one actually. Yeah, with uh, Copper Tones. Yeah. So, um, no, but, but yeah, but it's all original music, so it's it's fun. It's fun, and you get to discover something cool and something new and something you haven't heard before. Absolutely, that, and also it's a Double Roads. Double Roads has a great sound system. It's a oh, good it's place. An amazing sound system and an awesome yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, they're really not messing around. The sound guy is really good. I mean, the whole thing is really professional. Run so yeah. if you're going to see people playing their own songs anywhere, Double Roads is, is a good place to do it. It is yeah. a good place, yeah. So, yeah, excellent. Um, all right, then. So, uh, anything else we got to talk about? No, I think, uh, I think that's good. Let's get right to it, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we have uh, at the Starlight with us today. Okay, cool. So, we got um, <coughs> who have we got here? We got Jeremy over there on the end. How's it going, Jeremy? Hey good, how are you doing? And I'm good, thank you. And we got Dari and Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Okay, he so the test. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, how long have you guys been a band? We have been together for over a year, maybe longer, two years. I would say so. Some, yeah. Something like two years. Current two years. lineup is mature in that about three months, right? Yeah, because we started with us around February. Yeah, it was like January, February, and then Gino is like Gino's our bass player who could okay. be here today. Is it? Oh, is gotcha. it? There's four of you total, or yeah. at the moment there's four of us. Okay. Okay. How did you guys meet? So, Dari and I met on Twitter, <laughs> and um, we just became friends. We didn't know I it was I didn't know where she lived, and just by talking, we discovered that we actually lived in the same state. Oh, that's nice. State of Florida, and we're like, oh, okay, we're both from Florida, cool. And then moving further, we discovered we lived in the same county. <laughs> uh, oh, we live both. We live in, in Broward, nice. Uh, and then she mentioned a store that I that I know that is around my house and I'm like wait a minute do you live like right where I live and we ended up yeah we live three minutes, miles away from each other three miles away oh my God. <laughs> right so and then we discovered that we both enjoy music and enjoy playing and we just started mm -hmm. just started having fun really it was it wasn't about anything serious at the moment it was more so about you and Daria like the the, the original members right. we are the OGs yes we are okay. the OGs cool. how <laughs> long have you two been playing together about the same time about over, just over a year yeah, but, um, hmm, probably about two years I would say right. we, we met in 2021 because we used 20... to just play covers and then just play around on YouTube nothing serious until, until things really took a turn okay right. cool and what, what would you say uh, prompted the turn Perseverance. <laughs> oh, there you go. I love that word. Consistency yeah, is yeah. really what it was. We we didn't want to stop. Like once you find something you really like, really enjoy, you you just keep at it and keep at it, and things just started happening. I don't even know how, really. Do you? I think one day after looking at our all of our videos and on YouTube, whatever, we we're like, oh, you know what? I think we we have something that could potentially be special. I think yeah. we can create. If we can create this music, maybe we can also write songs, and that's how the whole process started. Oh, great! So you were you were creating just just music, no no lyrics, just music originally. We were doing covers. Co okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. yeah, we were yeah. just doing covers. Yeah. Did you ever do any cover gigs? 
No, because it was during the pandemic. <coughs> right. So yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. was gotcha. stuck at home. So we did mm-hmm. we did a lot of uh, in home YouTube videos kind of deals. Yeah, gotcha, we didn't gotcha. we didn't get to play out at, at you know back when we were doing covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the original music started flowing. She's the queen of harmony, like melodies. She can just come up with Stop a melody. It. She just she just can't. <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's kind of like this. Like, I sometimes don't even believe it. Like we'll, she'll, be, she'll come up with a melody and she'll tell me, let's let's put lyrics. We we'll put the lyrics together, and then we start working on the lyrics. And all of a sudden, she's like, "Wait, boom, boom, boom!" And she gives me another melody. I'm like, well, "Okay, but we're in the middle of this one, so we're gonna have to hold on to to, to that one for later." Or sometimes we just start working on that one and completely forget the one we're—I mean, not completely, but leave the other one for later. So, she's just really good at putting together melodies, right? So oh, fantastic! Well, I tell you what, I, I, I'm tempted to agree because I've heard your music I've been listening to it um, all day you know in preparation for this and it is beautiful and yeah the melodies are fantastic and it does have this kind of haunting kind of um, I know that when you, you describe yourselves when, when you know you send a thing to, to, talking about the band that there's this kind of magnetism about the, about the sound and I would agree with that it, there's, there's, there's some there is some kind of haunting magnetism about your about your sound and you know that that's partially just I think it, personally from, from listening to it partially because it's it's very it has this pace to it that's quite yeah. unusual it, it, it's slow and and thoughtful sounding and um, and it's it, it kind of draws you into the sound world where everyone else is kind of banging away and kind of like making sure things hurry along I feel like your music it gives itself space yeah. you know and it's great. I, I really, really enjoy the music. Yeah. Thank you. Everything's Thank like you. purposeful in there, and it's just, yeah. just like you said, it has space. You know, it's not pa- yeah. packed in and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And what I find, you know, when I write music, is that I struggle with that. It's that I don't write like that at all. It's not my writing yeah. style. And so to hear, to hear, um, to hear someone else doing it and doing it well, you know, the Green Eyed Monster comes out a little bit. I, I love it. I love the music. Sounds cool. So, um, how long have you guys all been playing uh, music? How did you get into music? Why don't we go one at a time here? Um, yeah, um, Annabelle, where did? Yes. How did you find yourself uh, getting into playing music? Well, uh, for me, it's been. My dad plays the accordion. My dad uh, oh, cool. was always trying to teach all three of us. I have two uh, siblings. Uh, he was always trying to sit us and, and, and get us to, to play. Unfortunately, when I was little, I was very interested in playing. And I say unfortunately because I don't mean playing the keyboard. I mean play with my toys. Uh, so I wasn't uh, really practicing, and eventually he gave up. But I, I was always interested. I just didn't have the discipline to I guess I was too young Uh, and then when I got older that fire was still in me and so I started I started making friends just so that they could teach me how to play the piano (laughs) I literally have I can I can name at least three people that I I befriended so that they could teach me what they know and I would go to see them and they would you know just teach me and uh, I I would just soak it all in and then eventually I started taking lessons at, when I got a job, <laughs> yeah. I started taking lessons at the New York Academy oh, with really? uh, Mike. And um, I, I, I was there for, for a few years. Yeah. Um, until then I lost my job and then I had to stop. <laughs> uh, and then I just kept playing here and there because I already had like the basics, you know, and uh, just uh, keep learning. And then for a while uh, that happened and then I stopped and then I met Dari and it all started back up again and hopefully it won't stop this time oh that's nice. fantastic yeah. um I, I it's funny you should say that about like 
meeting people, getting to know people with this kind of uh, ulterior motive that they mm-hmm. that they play music. But when you were saying that, I was thinking back to you know some some of the friendships I've made over the years, and I definitely have a few of those. Yeah. And I just wanted what they had, you know. But um, yeah, Dari, how did you find yourself playing music? For me, it started back in high school. Right. Um, I took a guitar class, which, by the way, I was horrendous. Right. I failed guitar <laughs> class, for the record. Because the teacher wanted me to read music, and they wanted yeah. me to follow this little book, and I, that's just not me. I, I play from here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but, but I did learn a couple of chords, and that was the beginning of it. Um, also, in high school, I took chorus, musical theater. So you would say that high school was my catalyst, the whole thing that, that pushed me. After that, I was in a few local bands in Miami. Um, what kind of bands? It was like indie rock, yeah. but when you're young and you think you're a punk rock, and you're sure, <laughs> I still think I'm a punk rock. <laughs> you are, but I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, after that, I took like a ten-year break. Yeah. And it wasn't until I met her again that, like, you know what? What are you doing? Let's go. Oh, that's cool. So this friendship really is what it it, it, it was a, a a new start for both of you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. I love it. Um, yeah. All right then. So Jeremy, how did you find yourself playing songs? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because the start of my musicianship is kind of similar to, to Annabelle's, where it was a parent who kind of was trying to push me into music. In this case, it was my mom, and she's played piano for decades and decades. Right. Um, and when I was maybe like six or seven, she was like, "Hey, I want to start teaching you piano," and you know, I'd didn't want to start learning piano from her. Yeah. Um, but uh, a couple years after we'd started, there had been some like kind of starts and stops. Um, I had a classmate, and again, this is still like elementary school age, maybe like nine or ten at this point. I had a classmate who wanted to put together sort of like lip syncing of a Beatles song. Um, he roped me into doing it, and we were all you know kind of going to act like one of the Beatles, and I chose Ringo for no particular reason other than the name. Um, but I, I started like really listening to the drums and the more I listened to the drums, the more I wanted to be playing the drums. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I realized like, hey, this is something I really want to pursue. So I went back to my parents with it and was like, hey, you know, I, I really want to play the drums. And they said, well, okay, well, they were savvy and they said, we'll make you a deal. If you keep playing piano <laughs> once like school band starts in a couple of years, if you are still wanting to play the drums, then we'll let you do it. Oh, there um, you go. Yeah, that way, you know, they didn't make any sort of commitment to like the expense of drums and, and like the horrible, horrible noise that you get <laughs> in the house. Right. And they figured, you know, okay, he's like eight or nine or whatever. He's got the attention span it's of a fly. He's going to forget all about <laughs> this. Right but no, no. Unfortunately for them, a couple years later, I was still interested. And, and they, to their credit, they, they absolutely went through on their end of the deal and were very supportive. Oh, nice. Well, I feel like starting on the piano isn't a bad thing anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least you get that structure, you know. That, that you, there's a lot of um, musical understanding that really is gained so much quicker on the piano than anything else. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's kind of funny because um, then, like, through, through my school-age years, um, you know, I, I was playing outside of school, but I was also doing, like, the school band thing. Um, and as a percussionist, having that piano experience was immensely helpful because I, I was you know, pretty decent at all the keyboard percussion instruments, right? Like marimba, xylophone, vibraphone, all those things. Um, you know, since I already knew, you know, layout of the keys, I knew how to read music, you know, I would, could pick up music theory okay, like all those other things came to me, you know, relatively easily because of that background experience. So, Did you keep so doing piano, off. like, during that time and everything, or are you, or you pretty much switched to drums and that was it? 
Uh, through high school, I kept up with piano. Okay. Um, once I was out of the house, I was <laughs> less inclined <laughs> to stick with it. But I will say, I, I still enjoy like the keyboard percussion stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I went a significant amount of time without getting to play just because you know those instruments are expensive. I didn't have you know the means to buy something that I could have around to practice on. Yeah. Um, but I, I was fortunate; I was able to pick one up um, a couple years ago, and, and so I've been sort of working the rest off and, and getting back into that. Nice. Um, yeah, so we, we haven't found a way yet to work that into to our music without the starlight, but, but at, at some point that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got one, you may as well. Yeah, yeah. Be great. Right, right. Um, so at the starlight, who came up with the name? Huh, we did. <laughs> it was uh, the band. It was kind of funny. <laughs> one night we decided... We had another name, yeah. uh, but nobody liked it. It sounded like a circus act. <laughs> oh, Come on. I love that right. name. <laughs> I love that name. She's still, okay, fine. It sounded what like is a, it? What was the, what it was, was Magic Avenue. Yeah. Magic Avenue. I like at the starlight more. Okay, thank you. Sure, sure. Maybe it's because I came up with Magic Avenue. I don't dislike Magic Avenue. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to start back on Magic Avenue. I just think it gives the wrong idea of who we are. Yeah, like a child, like a children. Like I don't know. Well, it was. It was. I came up with it because we actually liked playing a game called Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah, cool. And so because we both liked it so much, uh, and we, it kind of brought us together, uh, that's why I came up with, okay, well, I'll put magic somewhere in there, oh, so magic there you go. But yes, okay, I understand. So we actually, one night we decided, uh, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna find another name. So everybody went into their corners and just brainstormed and wrote a list of names. Yeah, that, I've been there. Okay, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And then we just started discarding them, voting and voting. We spent quite a long quite a while. Yeah, a long time doing that. Yeah. Um, now, At the Starlight's really pretty. And I think partially because it's, it doesn't, you don't 100% know what it means. It's like mm -hmm. so, the meaning yeah. is a little ambiguous. You yeah, know? exactly. And, yeah, and, I think that's and it doesn't like pigeonhole it. you to any, any specific anything, really. Right. You, yeah, you can do whatever yeah. you want with it. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's pretty, too. It, oh, it's very you. evocative, but you're not sure what it's evoking. <laughs> <laughs> when we find out, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. How do you guys... Um, how do you guys write songs? Do you uh, do it all together, or is one person more involved than another? So, usually it's Dari and I. Like I said, Dari comes up with the, the melodies, and then we'll put the lyrics together, and then we'll present it, and these guys just transform it. And right. yeah. uh, we also have uh, Ryan, another one of the band members who also writes songs, and yeah. he, he just brings them in. And again, with the band, the rest of us just add to that. And we're very open, and that's really nice about about uh, the Starlight is that everybody's really open to other people and what they bring. It's not like, well, I want my song to be this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're very open to discussion, very open to suggestion, very open to feedback. We're always praising each other, which is great. <laughs> I love all the praise that goes on between us. It's not like, oh my gosh, you messed that up real big time no it's, it's not like that we're very um very, very supportive yeah, and supportive. understanding definitely yeah. and I sometimes we might have an idea that sounds doable it sounds decent but these guys catch it in their hands and they it's, just, it's, just transform, transform it and it's, it's like, so cool i'm not even mad thank then you. you see your baby that you wrote on the couch and you're like what that was the song yeah. i wrote on a couch That's i have, amazing. A, I have a, a, a kind of a funny good example of of how it's important to sort of let these things 
let these things go creatively and just kind of let things become part of the creative process. Um, and, and I'm half saying it just so that um, Hector isn't angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> what I did to his song. Uh, yeah, they're obviously going to say. Um, so uh, so uh, an the example is Hector, Hector played me two chord ideas um, over the weekend and I was trying to turn them into a, a Kilberly song or something that we could play, um, that Kilberlys could play. And there's the thing about our band is there's, there's certain things that work, certain things that don't work because we have the feet drums and stuff. And so we could play, we could theoretically play anything, but certain things work better than other things. Um, anyway, so, so I just started kind of getting it into kind of a Kilbillies mode. And the more I did it, the faster it got, the faster it got, the faster it got. Then I started adding some other chords, and I started adding some other chords, and at this point, it's <laughs> not, nothing like it was at the beginning. So we're going to see. I'm going to play him after this, and he's going to let me know what he thinks. I'm going yeah, to cool. yeah. know what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I wish me luck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're pretty chill with it. And I guess the reason I brought it up is because we've done that before, where Hector's had an idea, you know, and we've turned it into something, and he's very sort of free and easy with ideas be like you know just be like what do you think of this what do you think of that as a starting point really you know yeah i mean at the end of the day i you know i look i i, I know my not my place but i i know i know my limitations mm -hmm. so i know that i'm not this like you know prolific songwriter that's going to sit down and write, you know, write some big opus or whatever but but i have ideas yeah. and 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 if if nothing else if i can bring those ideas to ben and, or to the band and ben can take that even if it ends up not being anything like my song, but that idea got his wheels turning. He's like, I like that, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? Suddenly we're like, you know, completely on the opposite end of the spectrum, but it's a good song now and whatever. It, it, then it did its job. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and it, it did its job. Totally. And what I would say about that is that really just keeping it in the, in the front of our minds that we're doing it and means we'll end up at the end of it. So it's like just all good ideas are all ideas are good yeah. ideas and yeah. and the more that you know we're talking about it the quicker stuff will happen you know what i mean yeah, yeah for sure so yeah i totally get i totally get why <clears throat> i love the fact that that you're into it and so giving me ideas and that we're working hard toward it it, it just means it's gonna happen yeah you know? yeah yeah yes, otherwise you start forgetting keeps the ball rolling exactly so that's cool you sound like you have a very healthy uh creative um situation going on yeah, I feel like a, a, a phrase that's always stuck in my mind is feedback is a gift. And I feel like that really encapsulates sort of like the spirit of, of how we interact and how we exchange those ideas. Yeah, that's great. In the sense that you don't have to write feedback is a gift. Like, yeah, really don't don't take it personally. Right. right the right. fact that someone cares enough to tell you how they feel about it. Right. It, like is I'm a offering this up to you. You can accept it. If it's not right for you, that's OK. You know, yeah. that we're all mature enough to not take it personal and just make the song better not, yeah. we're not doing this for us individually but for the song itself yeah. that's all that matters at the end it's also about song, it's yeah. not what you say but how you say it mm -hmm. sure, so yeah. as long yeah. as you sure. say it nicely and these guys are always like I've never felt oh well you know I feel terrible that I can't do this or can't do that on the opposite they're very supportive and they give me the feedback and I just get better I think you yeah. level up right yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah no doubt about it. Um, I have noticed, because I've been writing more songs lately than I have done in a long time, just with different things, helping people um, on different projects and stuff like that. There's been a lot of songs flying around. And the more of them you write, the quicker you identify a blind alley. Because you're like, you're like, oh, I've done that a million times, never used it. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> for, for this reason and that reason. I don't know. I feel like the more songs you... It's like 
you get better at writing songs by writing a lot of mm-hmm. songs. Yes. Sure. Definitely. <laughs> That's like pretty much the, you have to exercise that muscle. Pretty much the only way. You know? Yeah, like the first batch of songs we wrote, because we kind of write them in batches just so that we can send them out. Yeah. Um, I think we used maybe, what, three songs out of that batch? Right. And there were slower songs. They were a little slower. Yes. Now the next batch, <laughs> we have like five in the works. Oh, that's great. So yeah, I can I can agree with that. You get better in because you learn. You learn from your mistakes. You learn and you, you learn what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, people yeah. like, and you get feedback because it's a gift. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, where, where are you guys? You say that. You say that like you've had to really like. Uh, what's the word? Like, like you've had to tell yourself that a few times. Feedback is a gift. Feedback is a gift. He's giving me a present. <laughs> but I have to laugh, though, because coming from, a, you, you'll relate to this, coming from a Cuban background, you know, at, at gift-giving times, and you know, throughout the year, um, in my family, it was always like, you got the gift, you accepted it graciously, yep. whether you liked it or not, you, you know, with a smile and thank you so much, and you made an effort to use it in front of that person or something so that they, you know, thought you liked it or whatever. Um, and that's just the way it was. Um, my wife is Irish American, and she, you know, in her family, the way it was is like you got a gift, and there's a receipt in with the gift. <laughs> so that if you don't like it, you can return it, right? And the first Christmas that I spent with her family, and I got a gift, and I opened it up, and it was this really ugly sweater that her sister had given me. And I opened it up, and I was like, oh, oh, it's nice. And she's like, oh, the receipt's in the box if you don't like it. And I was like, what? So that my mom and dad, but, but my family doesn't do that, but then, but Christie's does. Yeah. I'd, so it's, it so is feedback me, a gift you have to accept, or does receipt? it come with a receipt? <laughs> That's a good question. I, mean, I, I think the receipt is there, but but you know you. You have to accept it in good faith and, and try it out. Yeah, and it's, you okay you to to try it, it's okay to try it, but it's okay to return it. it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so maybe a little bit of a column A, a little bit of column B. That's I'm just curious. <laughs> That's really funny. Dude. I just want to know. That's great. So do you um do you practice um individually? Like, are you sitting at home practicing your drums these days? Would you say, Jeremy? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean. And do your neighbors like that or? <laughs> fortunately I've, I've got a, a pretty decent space so hopefully okay. they're not too bothered but yeah i mean I, I think practice is the only way to make sure that you're improving individually yeah, yeah. Um, and also i think it's really important just kind of thinking about like the work ethic of the group if you all come into a rehearsal and you're not prepared yeah. then then the rehearsal is is just going to be all about stuff that you could have done on your own right yeah. like yeah rehearsal time is just so valuable and you don't want to be spending it you know, like it relearning really a, a, a you know fundamental thing about your instrument, right? Yeah. Um, so if, if you can have that rehearsal time to just work together and you know hash out things that require that in-person communication or that require the chemistry that you have of everybody yeah. together, that's great. You can't do that with your individual practice, but your individual practice, you can have everything you know prepared and ready so that when you come into rehearsal. You're not thinking about the structure of the sound. You're not thinking about how to play your instrument. You're thinking about how do we make all these parts fit together in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And and it, it, rehearsal, I'm realizing uh, as I get older, rehearsal time gets more and more valuable. It's, absolutely. It's so difficult to make that happen. You know, when, when you do make it happen, it's like, yeah, you got to use it well. Absolutely. It's usually me that can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it out there now. <laughs> the other one is driving the value up. Right, <laughs> no. right, right. Somebody asked him. <laughs> 
But yeah, man, no, I, I, I agree with that. What about you, Dari? Are you, are you practicing at home? Absolutely. There's not a day that passes by that I don't pick up the guitar and, yeah. and practice the songs, whether it's an original cover and then sing along to it. It's something that I do daily, and it's not a, a chore. I just enjoy it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah, 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 absolutely love it. Um, Annabelle, are you practicing? I do practice. Uh, I don't like to call it practice because to me, practice just has like this negative connotation like you're not good enough uh i want to call it more like leveling up my sound like you know like uh, taking it to the next level going to the next step Uh, i try to look at it like that Uh, but yes you have to sit and just for the love of your instrument too like if you love what you do why not sit and and humans never stop learning that's one thing that i know for a fact because i work with humans (laughs) so we never stop learning. We can always evolve. We can always learn something. So uh, there is, yeah, there there is a lot to, to do in front of your instrument. There is a lot to be learned. There is a lot that you can work on. Uh, yeah. Even just speed exercises, anything, you can just continue sure. to. If it makes you feel any better about the word practice, though, I mean, you know, doctors are always practicing. Medicine, uh, so I'm just what? saying. I mean, just, <laughs> you just made it a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So um, when it comes to your releases, you seem to be like a lot of people have listened to your tunes on Spotify. Now, I do want to say as a caveat to this statement that how many people listen to your songs on Spotify does not matter in general because Spotify is this evil company that destroys <laughs> music. But it does not define you as a band, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'd, I'd say, but it is still. Impressive. Despite that, it's still super impressive. I was wondering how uh, how you uh, how, who's listening to these songs. Did you get it yourselves on some playlists and stuff like that? Like, um, it seems like you've got a ton of people listening to it. So I was just curious about like your marketing techniques and stuff like that. Very good. You. I think it's fluctuated a lot. Uh, yeah. There right. are times in which I am whenever we release a song, I am constantly online. I am right. constantly yes, promoting yes. the music. I am constantly. <laughs> hey, we have a new release. I'm always marketing and networking, so nice. I've been able to get us on a few playlists at the beginning, um, and that helped a lot. Yeah, um, and that's pretty much the way. I am just constantly sending the songs everywhere. I nice. submit it to different places, different. You go on all those websites and stuff. And uh, we just just try to put the music out there. Yeah. Put the music Are out you there. finding that once you uh, once you got onto a playlist with a song that it's it's a little easier, or that at least the door is kind of you know half open for you, you, could, you to could submit say another it was song? An experiment. So let's see. Are we, is, is the music going to be listened to? Is it going to be? It's going to reach people. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? You just yeah. kind of try it out and see how it works. See yeah. If it helps. No, totally. I, with the last album, I um I submitted it to a bazillion playlists, and we got on a you know we got on a couple, but I I think <coughs> that I'm I don't know if I'm targeting it right. It's difficult to know how to target our music on Spotify because I mm-hmm. I struggle to find any other music that's really yeah, <laughs> like it's it. Hard, it's, hard, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to. Yeah. to there were multiple multiple uh, curators that when yes. they heard it they're like I I can't can. use your song. Right. Yeah. Sorry, this yep. is not marketable. Yeah. This is not gonna work. I sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus we have a seven minute song somewhere in there too, and yep. that's like that's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we don't do it for that. We do it for. There's something about your music though that's very um like soundtrack like. You know, it's there's something kind of ambient about it. Like, like it yeah. could, I, I could see it like in a movie or something like that. It has a, it, it is su- it's such like mood creation music, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it, and it, say for example, there was some I don't know like a 
like a coffee house or something. It's just it would be it's just very it'd be very nice music to just kind of create an ambiance. And so it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that there's a lot of listens because um because it's just nice music to have on, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I think there's cer- there's certain stuff that you have to be like really into the band to want it to be on the background, like you know, super heavy punk rock or something like that. And but but then um, then there's music that it just makes sort of existing in a space feel better. And I feel like that's kind of what your yeah. what your music's like, you know. So yeah, when I saw it, I had a lot of listens. After I listened to it, I was like, "Yeah, well, of course it does. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's all good, man." Um, yeah, so um, I think I couldn't really have, I think I couldn't really have set up listening to your music any better than I have done. So we'll listen to it now, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about it some more afterwards. All right, Oh, 
get one life to live, let's live it right. Let's push forward through the days and through the Hey everyone, Justin here, co-producer of 561 Music and owner of Live Music Community. Last year, I went on the road with The Shake to film a DIY tour. I decided to promote it by showing you the entire thing in this 30-second clip. Well, now that it's almost over, I hope you'll watch the trailer out now on LMC's YouTube channel. Our handle is at LMC Florida. Episode 1 drops Monday, July 31st at noon, and will drop new episodes every following Monday. Once again, that's youtube.com slash at LMC Florida. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also... Um, sort of ledger purposes it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam, or baby foot as they call it in France. And uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day -day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio 
a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in, and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums, we can help you with your EPK, and we have full audio-visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. All right, so we've just uh, been listening to an ad for LMC, and uh, it's where we are right now, sitting in the live room of LMC, where we do all our rehearsals. So um, it's only right that we ask, uh, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians? And why don't I start with Annabelle? Okay. Um, well, first of all, this place is really cool. If you haven't seen it, come check it out. And uh, yeah, I would say do what you love. If you love music, do it. We, uh, I think we go through life doing a lot of things just because we have to. We have to do some things we like more than others. But, you know, we have to do homework. We have to do dishes. We have to work. We have to do so many things. We have to do a podcast if, sometimes. We have to do a podcast. <laughs> All right. So if you find something that you love and if that is music, then I encourage you to, to do it. To just yeah. keep pursuing it because it's going to make your life uh, a lot happier. Yeah. yeah I agree. I, I, you know, I don't know what I'd... I do without music. I mean, this it's just, it's a little bit of a silly thing to say because, you know, I'm sure everyone feels like that, but there's no aspect of my life that isn't touched by it. I spend all day from when I wake up to when I go to bed doing something related to music, you know. But if I wasn't allowed to do that, I, I don't know. But if you didn't have music, you'd have a lot more time on your hands. So. <laughs> well, that's true. I could go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have a job, though. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, you die. I would say don't let anyone discourage you from doing what you love. Nice. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that will like what you do. Some people will hate it. Yeah. And that is okay. Eventually, yeah. you will find your crowd and your and your audience. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's true. You work hard, you know, something's going to come of it no matter. It, you know, it might be huge, crazy things. Might might not be so huge and crazy, but something's going to come of it if you work hard. Yeah. That's for sure. If you're happy, that is success. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that, like, you know, you're saying if something huge comes of it, great. And if something, you know, not huge, something always comes of it. Even if it's just you being happy doing yeah. it, yeah. that's yeah. something great that came out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. You know. No, it's totally. I, I cling on to that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I, yeah I know we're not going to get famous. So. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Uh, I feel like y'all gave great life advice. That was more than just like young musician advice. I'm going to be a little bit more specific. And I'm going to say like, when you're playing with other people, listen to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, it's going to make other people want to play with you more, and mm -hmm. that's going to open up opportunities for you. Um, but it's also going to make whatever you're working on better. Um, it's really hard advice. to do when you're starting out because you know it's, it's easy to get focused on what you're doing and making sure that you're playing the right part and all that. Um, but the more you can get comfortable in your own skin playing and start focusing on what's going on around you when you're playing, the better off you're going to be. I think, actually... Hector is a very good listener. I feel like you're, the way you play is predominantly listening. Like, you know, you're good at harmonies, you play bass, and, but, but you're always fitting in with everyone else. You're not kind of playing over people, you know. No, I always yeah. feel your style is very much, you are someone who listens, and as a result, are a delight to play Just with. Just kind of plugging in there and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, to that, to that point, you know, we, and we've said this on the podcast before, um, you know, as far as like listening to people and stuff like that, I've always said that, you know, 
to be in a successful band, and again, success is measured from just being happy to you know, fifteen platinum albums. You know, so to, to be in a successful band, you have to have a good mix of good musicians, but equally as important, good people and people that you mesh well and that that you know you're not just bandmates, but you're friends. And you know, and I and I can see that with you guys. You know, you guys, yeah. that, you know, I can definitely see that connection with you guys, and that's. That's almost as important. I, I, I'd much rather be in a band with, you know, on a scale from one to ten, with a level five musician that I'm really great friends with, than a level ten musician that's just a dick and I don't want to be around. You know, so that's just. Yeah. A, <laughs> I don't want it. That's what I'm saying. You know? Absolutely, yeah, it's and super are, important. And that chemistry of, is important. Yeah, totally, and there's loads of examples of, of bands that hate each other and did really well, but I wouldn't want to have to. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have to be involved in that. You know, it yeah. sounds horrific. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a good time at all. So, could you tell us a little bit about the songs that we just heard? Uh, sure. Uh, so, one of the songs we heard was uh, "Dancing Through September." Yeah. And uh, that's already out on Spotify. So if you want to take a listen, you can always go and check it out in any major platform. And that song is about childhood. Have you guys had a childhood? <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so if you had a childhood, then you can relate to this song. Because what we were trying to do when we wrote it was make it relatable. Think yeah. about all those things that we did as kids that we enjoyed. And, uh, all, and some things that we didn't do, but we know that maybe kids in the United States yeah. <laughs> do. Because we wanted to make sure yeah. that everyone could relate at least to one statement in that song. Right. At least one. And that oh, that's a nice way to write a song. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But making sure your music is relatable. That's uh, it's not an alien concept to me, but it's not something <laughs> that I think of while I'm writing this song. Right, right, right. And maybe it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all draw. Uh, a lot of times we draw from our own experiences, and everybody again has had a childhood, so it was really yeah. easy. I think it was one of the easier. I think it kind of wrote itself. Yeah, it kind of wrote itself. It was nice. when we when we developed the theme, and we kind of kind of like we're set on it it was very easy to come up with the lyrics because it was easy to relate to a song that is about what you've done in the past or yeah. what you've heard other people do in the past how they have fun like for example i never i never had a treehouse but there is a treehouse in the song because i've seen a lot of movies <laughs> yeah. where kids are up on the treehouse having fun so we we added that one there right 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 yeah. yeah, I always wish I had a treehouse. And even if you can't relate to it, you can relate to the fantasy of wanting to be able to relate to Correct. it. Correct. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone wanted a treehouse when they were a kid, that's for sure. And, and there are always Easter eggs in our songs, or a lot of songs have Easter eggs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, cool. so there is an Easter, Easter oh, egg see, on that that's one. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. And do you want to talk about the other song? Yeah, the other song that uh, we heard is uh, actually an upcoming single, uh, coming release called Old Friend. Right. Um, and I think we all have that friend that even if we haven't seen them in a long time, when we see them, we pick it up right there where we left, you know? Yeah. That yeah. one person that's always there for you. Yeah. And that's pretty much what this song is about. It's about that one friend. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think... Um, I like I like to think that the the verses speak a little bit about, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a long time. Tell me tell me what, what's going on. And then the other friend is kind of like responding, oh, well, I've done this, I've done that. But then when you get to the chorus a little bit, it's about that that advice that you get from your friend. You know, you only you only get to live once. So yeah. do it right. Uh, yeah. Keep pushing forward. Uh, so I love that uh, it's it's again, it's one of those songs where 
we wrote it and it was easy to write because we all have friends, right? I, I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we all have good friends. <laughs> and it's funny because when we do live uh, performances, I, w- I will always ask at the beginning of the song, hey, anybody had a childhood? And everybody is like, yeah, you know, like, and then uh, the next song I'll be like, anybody has a really good friend? And I always, yeah, I, I, so it's always like, yeah, you can. No, you might be onto something there. I'm going to start writing songs that people can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have songs that are very, like, uh, we have our first single, Moonlight Sky. I don't know if anybody can even, it, it, it's, it's a different kind of relating to it yeah. uh, because you, you can make it whatever you want. And that's another type of relating yeah, yeah. to a song. You make it your own, you know? Uh, Old Friend and, and uh, Dancing Through September are more, uh, I guess, out there, you know, like the, the topic is out there, the theme is out there. Whereas other songs you relate because you make them your own. And that's that's great too, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Um, so the next thing I want to ask you about was recording. How did you uh, how did you record all these songs? That did, is it like a home studio thing or do you go and record it at a studio? Uh, yeah, it's home studio and we actually kind of do it to some extent separately. Like we'll, we'll be in the room with each other and whatnot, but... Um, like this, this last one, I think the guitars and bass and vocals, those were done at, at Darien in a else place. Um, drums were done separately at my place. Um, and then we kind of put it all together. Um, Gino, our bassist, did the mixing and mastering. Okay. Um, so it, it's kind of home produced, mm-hmm. uh, but in, in separate parts before we bring it all I together. I have to say that bringing Gino into this project has been a blessing because that man is a man of many talents. You many know, talents. bassist, musician, producer, filmography, filmographer, photography. Yeah. <laughs> he does everything. That's <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So so when you re- were recording it um, individually like that, um, was he there? Was he doing the recording in everyone else's houses? He's often there. Um, right. Yeah, we, we don't have like a rule that oh, Gino has to be there or any particular person so has to be there. So you're all perfectly capable of doing it yourself? We yes, are, but, yes. right. but we like the collaboration. And you know, so even if there's not somebody present, like I think, I think on that one I did the drums on my own without anybody there. But, you know, there was a lot of back and forth where, you know, I'd like record a sample and be like, hey, does this fit right? Any feedback? And there would be feedback. So we'd adjust and go back and forth. So it's still a very collaborative process, even when, you know, we're working individually. There's also times that I record the guitars at home and I send it to Gino. He's like, you know what? Why don't you come over instead? Let's do it at my studio instead this time. That's right. Why. Yeah, yeah. You're just looking for a specific vibe. Sure. What, what, um, programs are you using for that is it using logic or i don't know what gino uses personally i'm using reaper right now just because i'm reaper, a cheapskate gotcha. but it, it works well <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm even cheaper i use mixcraft pro it doesn't oh, get any more go. obscure than that <laughs> i have heard of it but i've never used it that's yeah. awesome I've, I've messed around a little bit in reaper yeah it's for what it is it works great yeah yeah i mean trick. I, yeah. I have a lot to learn, um, so I, I would say, like, for all the use cases that I'm comfortable with, it does great. I'm sure at some point, you know, hopefully my skills will get to the point where I feel like, okay, I'm ready for something else. But. Yeah, I got you. So when you're recording the, the, the drums at home like that, I mean, you're, you're micing everything up, you're doing all that stuff and everything? Uh, I use four mics. I, I do two overheads and then snare and kick. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, you'd, you'd be amazed what, you know, four mics is really, unless you're you know, going crazy. Right, unless you're tweaking every individual tone right, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, that. yeah. I, I mean, that. I've played with close mics on the toms and all that, yeah. and, like, it certainly gives you a little bit finer degree of control. Um, but I guess, personally, my approach is always that, like, I would like for the recording to come out well if we were to stick, like, a single overhead over my kit. I know yeah. that, like, realistically, you're not going to get 100% the best result. 
doing yeah. that, but like I, I really aim to have a sound where you could just capture something in the room and you'd be good to go. Remember we were talking to Jay Wolf and a lot of those recordings he was on in the 60s was just one mic for the drums. One mic for the drums, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, uh, this this time last year actually, it just came up in my time hop on on Facebook and stuff. Um, This time last year when we were recording at Sun Studios up in Memphis, um, that big giant ribbon mic that they used on the big boom that they used for my bass, that's what they used to use for the drum sets, uh, for the drum kits, oh. back when like Elvis and Carl Perkins and those guys were recording. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They just stuck a big ribbon mic. In they front just of put them a big ribbon it. mic right in front, and it was big. I mean, it was probably you know, twelve by twelve or something. You know, it was crazy big. That was a lot of fun. We we recorded our um, most recent album. We made like a trip out of it. You know, yeah. we went to Sun Studios in Memphis and, oh, cool. and we gigged on the way there and then <laughs> recorded and then gigged on the way back. It was a good time. Stopped at Graceland, graffitied, Killbillies were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah it was good. Um, so when it comes to playing gigs, how, how far afield do you guys get and how often do you play? So we have been playing how often, Jeremy? I'd say like once or twice a month once we're playing out. That was, that's what I would say too, yeah. well, once or twice a month. I would say that the first year that we were together, we were not gigging that much. No. We were mostly right. recording. Yeah. Uh, we, we really focus on, on writing, recording, okay. putting music out there, and then hit us. And I think we're ready. Let's, let's do this. Let's yeah, really do cool. this. This is the part that we're, now we're missing. Let's get out there. Yeah. Um, so I think that now, from now on, it's going to be way more uh, often. Yeah, yeah, what, cool. what kind of gigs are you guys doing? Are you doing? Uh, are you playing like a multi-band night where you're just doing like your original set and stuff, or are you guys, you know, are you guys doing, you know, Being like, like, like Killbillies? Kind of so you're hired for the night, and yeah, we play a bunch of originals, but we have to fill four hours, so of course we're playing a bunch of covers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can yeah. say that we're starting from scratch. Okay. We're right. starting from scratch to the point that we have to get to know the scene. We have yeah. to know how to get ourselves into those kind of gigs. We're doing open mics. We're doing little things. We've we've gotten gotcha. a few gigs here and there, but it's been yeah, difficult. Cool. Yeah, when you don't know the scene, it's been difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, no, yeah. I understand that, and I and and I know that up up this way. For the kind of music we play, it's easier for us to get booked than it is than it is closer to Miami. We found yeah. that um, we found that. The, there's not as much going on for us. I don't know if it necessarily applies to you guys, but for us, it's harder. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I would say south of Delray Beach, it's been hard for Killbillies mm-hmm. to get booked, but I mean, <clears throat> realistically, even just south of West Palm Beach, it seems. Notice yeah. that they're looking for a lot of cover bands. Right. Yeah. Cover bands, that's, cover that's bands, what we discovered. Yeah. 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 It's getting better. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's been challenging. Well, and that's the, whole, that's the whole, you know, mission or the whole point of this podcast is, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to get, you know, we've been doing this for, for two years solid now. We're trying to get original really bands. Have, haven't we? Yeah. We've been doing it for two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm done. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we're trying to get, you know, trying to get that attention on, on local original music. I mean, there is so much original music that is good in South Florida that it's a shame that every time you walk into a bar or a venue or a restaurant or whatever and there's a band playing they're playing the same three doors mm-hmm. down song or they're still they're <laughs> playing you know just what they're playing the same you know brown eyed girl or something you know it's like it's it's just insane to me and it's not to say that there's not a place for that um you know, I mean, we don't play those songs, but we do play cover gigs. And so we go out and we play three hours or four hour gigs, typically three hour gigs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll fill the time up with a lot of covers, but we, we try to put in as many originals as possible. You know, at least a third of the gig is originals. Um, but um, it, it's just a shame that there's not 
there's not an outlet for these original bands, you know. And even when there is, it's difficult to get people to come out to those yeah. kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just bu- building the scene isn't just the venue and the and the bands. It's getting people in the venues. Yeah, too. it's educating it's, the public that, yeah. that there's good music that you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Right. Just because it hasn't right. been on the radio doesn't mean it's not good, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and. And persuading people that something that they would like to do of an evening is go and discover new music. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what's crazy to me. Uh, and, and this is a perfect example. Um, we just went to go see uh, Fall Out Boy on Monday over here at the amphitheater. Yeah. So, you know, something happened to us that night that happens to us a lot. And I have to imagine it happens to a lot of people a lot of times. We went to go see Fall Out Boy. There was a few openers. I didn't, I didn't know who they were. Um, but we went when the doors opened, and we sat down and we listened. And one was uh, "Bring Me the Horizon." I had never heard of them. Yeah, and one was uh, "Royal and the Serpent." Oh, never yeah. heard of them either. Um, loved both bands. Bring Amazing. Me the Horizon. I've I, been around and for, so, uh, since since Kilbillies. Yeah. I mean, sorry, since uh, since Sonic <laughs> Boom Six, two thousand. Yeah, and so and so you know. But for me, I had never heard of either one of those bands. Right. So I I walked away from the Fallout Boy concert enjoying Fallout Boy, but discovering two new bands. Right. Yeah. And you know, I know that people do that all the time. They go see a specific band they want to see, but they go early so they can check out the opener, and then they fall in love with the opener, and they've discovered a new band. I don't understand why they can't use that same mentality in a local bar where you're not paying $100 for a ticket. You're paying $5 to get in or $10 to get in, and sometimes it's free, you know? Go out. Enjoy, you know, the local scene. Enjoy original music. You'll be surprised and shocked what you're going to find. You no, know? absolutely. You're not. You're not wrong at all. I think it, you know. It, it's it's like anything. It's um, discovering new things is exciting, exhilarating. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, and listening to the same old thing a million times over is it boggles know. my mind. It boggles my mind, and it happens to us all the time too. We're playing, yeah. you know, we're playing stuff, and not not that people don't enjoy the original stuff. They absolutely like it. You know, they love it. They ask us to play more of it, etc. But there's always there's always that guy that comes up to us. You know, can can you play? You know, Brown Eyed Girl. Can you play uh, whatever? What's the I think Sweet Home Alabama? I think it's partly because they know the name of the song. Yeah, and they can walk up to the band and say something. That's it. That's yeah, that's yeah, about yeah, yeah. as much as it is. Yeah, you know. What somebody asked us the other day, uh, and they like telling other people. A lot of people like telling other people what to do. Yeah. So if it was their choice, then it, guy you know. asked us if we could play. Uh, you know what I mean? Devil went down to Georgia. I'm like, we don't have a violin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys got in coming up in the pipeline then? You have a whole list. I have a list. Let's let's hear it. Let's see the, the list. list. Come on. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Put it all out there. <laughs> all right. So. The first thing coming up is actually a, a kind of like a mini collaboration, not necessarily, but mini collaboration with a band from the UK. This guy is uh, named uh, Popclaw. Okay. Uh, they reach out to me. Uh, My people. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. They're a really good uh, rock band from the UK. They reach out to me because they wanted some female harmonies in their song. Cool. And I love harmonies. Oh, you tell me and I'm there. So I helped them out with some harmonies. So their song is coming up now on August 4th. Cool. Pop and Claw. again, their name is Popclaw, and the song is called Adrift, coming out on August 4th. That's cool. going to be really fun. Awesome. Um, anybody else want to take that next one? <laughs> we have our own song coming out, uh, 811, August 11th, called Leave It All. It's going to be on all major platforms. 
Jeremy's oh, turn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? I need to look at the list too. <laughs> so, so we're also working on another original that should be coming out after that one, probably around September. Um, okay. But we're working on a video with a vi- videographer. And at you the moment. heard that song here. Yeah, it's that's called right. Old awesome. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. mm-hmm. So that one we need to wait for the video to be ready. So right. we're really looking forward to this one. Uh, also, we have another collaboration with a, a very talented singer songwriter from Miami. Her name is Luz. Nice. Um, it's going to be a Spanish song. Cool. But yeah. it's going to be almost like medicine music. Very Imagine soft. Jeremy singing in Spanish. I mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, and then we've got some live shows coming up as well. Um, September 9th at the Twisted Roots Cava Bar. Um, nice. That's going to be, uh, you know, you were asking earlier, like, what kind of yeah. gigs you play. Is it usually just, like, you for the night, or is it you and, you know, a few other groups kind of collaborating? So we've got sort of one of each of those. Uh, September 9th, that's mm-hmm. that's us for the us. night. Where, where, um, where is that? Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood right. Mm-hmm. I'm a, um, avid, avid consumer of, of cover drinkers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. have to come down and try it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a really cool place, by the way. We went to check it out, and it's really nice. So looking forward to playing there and getting free cava all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have on 8, what is it, 827th, we're going to be at Doyo LRN with Michael Scott. Michael Stock. Stock. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Scott. <laughs> like the opposite, yeah. Scott Stock. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Ma- English. Michael's going to have us on his show on August 27th. Uh, so we're pretty, really looking forward to that. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah that's Sunday. awesome. Yeah, cool. We'll be there live. So Good see stuff. how it goes. And yeah. the most exciting of them all that we just got the news today, I'll let you, I'll leave you to that one. Yes, go Jerry. Okay. Yeah, I need the twenty-nine. August twenty-ninth. Correct. Um, yeah, we'll be playing in like the Wynwood neighborhood of Miami. We don't actually have like the address for the venue yet, but we'll be playing with a couple it's other. It's going to be part of the So Far Movement. Yeah, oh, cool. So, we're really excited so far for that. Sounds one. yeah. So we can't Sick. tell you where we're going to be, but we're going to be in Wynwood. Uh, That's s- awesome. Yeah, at yeah. eight p.m. and um, it's going to be our first So Far. Music events, so we're looking forward to it, and hopefully many That's more. That's exciting! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's cool down there too. I, 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 I wish we played in Miami more often. We should try and get a gig down there. There's good venues down there. Just yeah. they just, down there they the just won't give us the time of day for some reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> Miami people want to party. They yeah. want. Yeah. Punch, yeah. Punch, yeah. Punch, yeah. 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 You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's venues down there that would book us. I just. We got to give it another whirl. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all it is, you know. But it's a war of attrition with these yeah, things. Yeah, but I've been busy booking us in like uh, Atlanta, Marietta, Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I've been going the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we're going away on tour in October, doing like a east east coast, southeast coast tour. Nice. We got a lot of tours coming up. We got a tour in October, and then uh, June of next year, we're doing a Midwest tour. So we're going to be going all the way through. Uh, from here to like around Minnesota or so and back. Nice. Oh wow, that's a long trip. Yeah, but yeah. trying to trying to trying to get out there. We'll be gone yeah. for like eight months. No, I just said that because I know Justin's freaking out right now. Yeah, so Justin's, yeah. <laughs> Justin's having a small heart attack right now. I go, what? Ben's gonna be gone how long? <laughs> It's all right. I have a clone that I've been um, growing We're in my basement. Does <laughs> <laughs> he have the cool tattoos like you do? Um, yeah, it was really expensive to get the tattoo mods right. for the clone, but I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. By the way, I don't want the podcast to end uh, without mentioning our other member, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And mm-hmm. Gino, and, and Gino, because they're both an important part of this band. Gino absolutely. couldn't make it with so the space here. And Ryan is in a little bit of hiatus right now because he recently became a father. Hi to you and your family. Oh, congratulations. And we look forward to having you back at some point. Yeah, there you go. Nice. No, it is important to you. I know it, I'd be bummed out if I didn't get mentioned and I wasn't, did, couldn't make it for my band, so I appreciate that. Of Big course. up, Ryan. What do we have going on this weekend? Do we have gigs? Yeah, we do. Let's have a look here. Um, I mean, I know it's a dumb question. Do we have gigs? Do we have gigs? <laughs> <laughs> it's only one gig. We're playing oh, at O'Shea's on Saturday. That's right. That's yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Dave Matthews on Friday. Ooh, nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I have the, the the amphitheater here has this thing called the lawn pass and it's like 200 bucks and it's a season pass so you get you get to go to the lawn seats for every show for like oh, the wow. whole season cool. right so wow. I mean so if you work it out it's like you know six bucks a show or something stupid huh. like that I didn't even know but what that. happens is like I start getting really stupid about it I'm like well I have to go to every show <laughs> I have I have to because if I only go to like three shows then it's like you know eighty dollars a show so so I have to go to like every show and so like there's bands that I don't even like that I've been like yeah I'm gonna go to this show like I you know Dave Matthews yeah it's all right <laughs> I don't not like Dave Matthews but I mean you know I don't there's love, a lot of very good Dave musicians Matthews. in the band there are so no it'll be that. no it'll be fun to watch it'll be fun to watch like Kelly uh, my wife Kelly went to um we were playing the other night and she went to ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner totally yeah. not her thing um but I was surprised she went and then she came back and said the same thing you know like she yeah. she came back and she's like I hate ZZ Top like like musically like she's like I don't enjoy the music she's like but oh my god what incredible musicians these guys were you know and, yeah. and you know like the 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 one original member that's still there he's he's like 72 or something and he's running all over the stage like he was 20 you know <laughs> just so you know they won't let you into a Dave Matthews concert if you're not wearing cargo shorts and sandals just make sure you Shut don't know up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I own cargo shorts and sandals <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy will fit right in. <laughs> Jeremy's like, I like Dave Matthews. <laughs> you know what? Actually, their drummer is one of my favorites. So. <laughs> oh, he is a solid yeah. drummer. Kurt he Kurt is a solid drummer. And, like Ben said, they're all solid musicians. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just not. A big not fan everybody's of music. cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Not a big nothing fan wrong music. with that. No, exactly. I, I, I mean, in all fairness, I'm not a big fan of Killbilly music either. So <laughs> oh. he's been saying this like every week. I think he's trying to tell me something. I don't know what's going on. But uh, listen, anyway. Um, Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, and you've been an absolute pleasure. And yeah. I can't wait to come and see you guys play live. I'm definitely yeah. going to make it happen. And, um, yeah, so if you've been made it all the way through to this point in the podcast, it means that um, you probably like what we're doing here. And so if you have any money that you're not using, we could really use it. And you could uh, <laughs> you can donate on our podcast. I mean, on our website, on our website. which is... Uh, 561music.com yep. so yeah um, basically it costs money to, to make a, this so so yeah. if anyone has um, feels like donating we'd really appreciate it or sign up to be a sponsor we can yeah. always use uh, another sponsor absolutely yeah for sure well thanks a lot for coming guys thank you thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Right. see you later hi this is Ben from 561 Music we are a local music podcast that is completely designed to 
promote and um, shed light on local music. And if you would like to be a part of that, we're looking for sponsors. So um, you could have your ads in the episode and in all the show notes, and we'll, we will read you bespoke ads, or you can write your own ads yourselves. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us at 561 Music Podcast on the socials or www.561music.com. We'd love it if you got in touch. Thanks a lot.